coming up on episode 62 of the Keto Camp Podcast, five mistakes people make with intermittent fasting. The body is so sophisticated, it has this innate intelligence that when you're not eating food, this switch is turned on called autophagy, and your body's seeking out damaged cells, damaged protein, damaged mitochondria, and it's using that for fuel first. Think of Pac-Man going through your body, into your cells, cleaning out your cells. I call him intracellular Pac-Man, and he's helping you out. He's preventing disease. He's getting rid of precancerous cells that might be cancerous. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. My name is Ben Azadi. I am your host. I'm so grateful you chose this podcast out of all the podcasts out there. You're here right now, so thank you. On this episode, we're going to break down all things intermittent fasting. This is an important podcast for anybody who's thinking about doing some intermittent fasting or you have been doing intermittent fasting and you're not getting the results that you want. In this podcast episode, you're gonna learn the role that toxins play when you begin fasting and how toxins get stored in the fat cells and what exactly happens when you fast and what happens to those toxins. I'm gonna talk about the proper way to break your fast and the worst way to break your fast. There's gonna be a bonus tip. I'm gonna talk about what to do if you have your monthly cycle for a woman. I'm gonna talk about drinking liquids like coffee and tea and other things like stevia. Will that break your fast? You're gonna learn all about that and so much more in this Keto Camp podcast episode. Before we dig into intermittent fasting, I wanna ask you to take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your Instagram story or Instagram profile and shoot me a tag. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi, that's T-H-E-B-N-A-Z-A-D-I. I'll see the tag, I'll share it on my story, we'll get some other keto campers following you back. If you wanna use the hashtag keto camp or keto camper, you can do that as well as I check that often. If you're interested in purchasing the supplements that I recommend and I use for myself and my clients, head over to ketocampsupplements.com and browse the website. I partnered up with Revelation Health and on there you're gonna find all approved supplements because not all supplements are created equal and I am diligent with only using the best of the best. So you'll be able to find your favorite multivitamin, your favorite plant-based omega, your favorite digestive enzymes, coffee, whatever it is, you'll be able to find it over at ketocampsupplements.com. Head there right now, browse the website, and be rest assured that anything you find on that website, I have put my stamp of approval on. That's ketocampsupplements.com. I want to get to the iTunes review of the week. This comes from Jockey Baki. 
Jockey says, love Keto Camp and Health Master Ben. Ben has the gift to pass the message in a very simple, positive, and uplifting way. Starting my day with his podcast is healthy and inspiring. Following his tips have changed my life for the better physically, mentally, and emotionally. He inspires me to be the better version of myself. Beat yesterday at the Benazadi. Love and gratitude. Love your way, Ben. Hey, Jockey, thank you so much for that review. It warms my heart, and I'm so grateful that you're enjoying the podcast and you're starting your morning with the episodes. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a review on Apple Podcast, it really makes a big difference for the show. Please head over to Apple iTunes and leave the show a rating and review. Let's get into this episode as I break down five mistakes people make with fasting. All right, so I've been in the fasting game, if you want to call it that, for about six years now. It's been one of the most powerful tools that I've ever used in my health toolbox. But here's the deal. The same way a chainsaw is a powerful tool and can get the job done and get you the results you want, a chainsaw could also hurt you if you don't know what you're doing. More important than the tool itself is the person who wields that tool. So we've got to know how to do it the right way for long lasting results. And that's what this Keto Camp Podcast episode is all about. So I have five things here that we could dissect all together here on this podcast episode with a bonus tip at the end. The bonus tip at the end is going to be a shocker, but I promise if you put the pieces of this puzzle, this fasting puzzle together, you're going to get amazing results. Fasting is my favorite tool in the Tool Health Box, and if you do it the way that I'm going to teach you here on this episode, you're going to get the results that I rave about all the time. All right, the number one mistake I see with people practicing intermittent fasting is going to be the fact that they fast too soon. If you've been following my work, you know that Sean Croxton and myself, we came up with the four pillar approach to keto camp. The first pillar is to become fat adapted. That is the adapt phase. The reason we want to do this is because if you just go right into fasting because you heard all the amazing benefits and your coworker talked about it, but you've been a sugar burner for most of your life, it's going to look ugly. I want you to look at fasting as a muscle you develop. This is a muscle you want to train, you want to define. So when you are going to fast, when you're ready to fast, you get all the amazing benefits of fasting. The same way you wouldn't just sit on your couch for 10 years and decide, oh, I'm going to do a CrossFit wad tomorrow. That wouldn't look good. That would look ugly. You won't get the results you want, and you might even injure yourself. Same thing with fasting. If you've been a sugar burner your entire life, eating every two to three hours, you've trained your body to raise glucose, you trained the brain to use glucose as its primary fuel source, and then you say, I'm going to fast tomorrow, that's going to look ugly because your body does not have the metabolic flexibility to go from burning sugar to burning fat. So the way that I teach it at Keto Camp on the Keto Camp Academy portal is to get keto adapted first. What happens when you fast before you are keto adapted is this. You've taught your body to burn sugar. All of a sudden, you say, I'm going to fast. So you start burning down your sugar reserves. This is a good thing, unless you have not trained your body to start tapping into your fat store. So the analogy that I give is an analogy I learned from Dr. Jason Fung, who's a mentor of mine. He's also been on the Keto Camp podcast earlier this year. The analogy I'm going to give you is this. When you're burning sugar, I want to relate that to the wallet you have inside of your purse or, and for men, inside of your pocket. You pull out the wallet. You have cash in that wallet. 
limited reserves, right? You could probably store maybe a few hundred, a thousand dollars, but it's capped out, but it's easy access. You pull out the wallet, get cash, put cash back in. That's what it's like when you're burning sugar. Very easy access. You burn fat, or excuse me, you burn your sugar reserves, you eat food, you store your sugar reserves back and forth. Now the goal here is to get to our fat stores. And I'm gonna e equate that, I'm gonna equate our fat stores to the bank account you have down the street. Longer process to get to, you gotta drive to the bank, you gotta wait in line, you gotta show documentation, and then voila, you have access to your bank safe, aka your fat stores. And there's almost an unlimited reserves in your bank account, your bank safe, the same thing with your body fat. Somebody who has 10% body fat has 60, 70, 80,000 calories worth of body fat to be burned off. But when you fast too soon, now your body burns through its wallet, those sugar reserves, but it has no access to that bank account because you never taught, the, you, you never got the directions on how to get to the bank. So all of a sudden you're, la you're, you're lost getting, trying to get to the bank, running out of resources. So what happens physiologically is that the brain sends an intense signal to the body to go get sugar, go get carbohydrates and fulfill that glucose spike so you could get your brain a hit of energy because you have not taught the body to go from burning sugar to burning fat. So you could have the best willpower in the world, but this is gonna get most people. But let's say you get through that phase and you just fight it out because you're a tough son of a, a gun. Well, the next thing the body will do, it will, start, it will start breaking down protein in excess to raise glucose via a process called gluconeogenesis. We don't want that. We don't want either of those things we don't want either of those things to happen. But when you get keto adapted first for three weeks to four weeks, I teach it in about four weeks in the Keto Camp Academy, now all of a sudden you, you add fasting into the mix and your body has the metabolic flexibility to burn sugar. And then when your sugar reserves are tapped out, you automatically switch to your preferred fuel source, which is body fat. That's what we want. That's the way we were designed to be. So the number one mistake I see is people going into fasting without getting keto adapted first. Hopefully you don't make that mistake. I have a 28-day keto jumpstart guide, or I should say a program in the Keto Camp Academy. So if you're brand new to fasting or keto and you don't know where to start, you would start at that 28-day jumpstart in the Keto Camp Academy. You can learn more over at ketocampacademy.com. The number two mistake I see for most people who are practicing intermittent fasting is going to be the fact that they're drinking a lot of liquids, as I take a sip of my Zevia, they're drinking a lot of liquids without the awareness that it's breaking their fast. I did a comprehensive video on the KetoCam YouTube channel when I reviewed 17 liquids and I gave you a check mark if it does not break the fast or an X if it does break your fast. And on YouTube, I'm gonna put that in the cards up above, so you'll see an arrow right there and just click down if you wanna watch that video. But I'm gonna give you the quick synopsis right here. My definition of breaking a fast is when you raise glucose and you lower autophagy, you stop the autophagy. Autophagy is when your cells are recycling, regenerating, it's when your body is getting rid of junk within your cells. We love autophagy. So my definition of a fast being broken is when glucose goes up because when glucose goes up, autophagy goes bye-bye. So the answer to your question is if stevia or zevia breaks your fast or does your coffee break your fast, a lot of people are drinking coffee and tea 
and artificial sweeteners during their fast, thinking, oh, I'm good, it's not breaking my fast. But here's the deal. It may or may not be breaking your fast. The only way to know is to test your glucose before you have that coffee, that tea, or whatever it is, and then 30 minutes after. So here's how you do it. And it's different for everybody, so you gotta test. And I recommend Keto Mojo for testing your glucose. You test your glucose, let's say it's 85. And then you have your coffee, you're still fasted, but you have your coffee. And then you test your glucose 30 minutes after, and it goes from 85 to 97. That's breaking your fast. Anything that goes up more than, I would say, five points classifies it in my book, in my definition, as breaking your fast. So maybe you might need to add some fats to that coffee. I've seen adding fats help and prevent that from breaking the fast. Or maybe you're doing the fats with the coffee and you got to remove the fats. It's always a good idea to test and you'll know for sure. So the biggest mistake or number two biggest mistake I see is people are just having their coffee, having their tea without knowing if it's breaking their fast. So you got to test. I teach that in the Keto Camp Academy. I have exactly mapped out what to test for, what to look for, how to look for optimal glucose and ketones and all that jazz. But you got to test to know for sure. Number three mistake I see people making with fasting, they don't have a toxin removal protocol in place. What the heck do I mean by that? Well, here's the deal. When we burn fat like we do when we're burning, uh, when we're fasting, we store a lot of fat-soluble toxins in our fat cells. So when we burn fat like we do on fasting, we burn a lot of these toxins and they go into our bloodstreams. And here's the deal. Your body can burn fat cells, but it cannot burn toxins. So what ends up happening if you don't have a protocol in place, you end up auto-intoxicating yourself. Why does the body do this? Why is the body so cruel? The body is not cruel. The body, all it wants to do is survive. I interviewed the um, environmental toxins nerd, Laura Adler, on the Keto Camp podcast a few episodes back. Uh, shout out to her. If you're not following her on Instagram, go follow her. It's at environmental toxins nerd. And we went deep into why the body stores toxins. And I'm going to break it down for you and relate this to fasting. When toxins enter the body, what happens is the body is very sophisticated. It's very smart. All it wants to do is survive, as I mentioned. So toxins enter our body by touching our skin, the, the water we drink, the, pro the products we're using on our skin, cleaning supplies, our detergent, everywhere. Toxins are everywhere, let's face it. So when they enter the body, the body does not want those toxins to reach our valuable organs. So what it does, it creates fat cells and enlarges fat cells that you already have for these toxins to go into via a pathway called the PPAR Y pathway. So we store these toxins and then we start fasting like you're doing right now, maybe. And then you start burning the fat cells, but now the toxins have nowhere to go and you end up auto-intoxicating yourself. So how do you prevent this? Here's what I teach the Keto Camp Academy members. I teach them all to get on something called the fasting trio. It consists of a product called Fastonic, which is hydrogen molecular water, which has been shown to increase autophagy. It also has something in it called Cytodetox, which goes into your cells, pushes out toxins, it goes around your cell membrane and, and scrapes off toxins, puts it into the bloodstream. But now we need a third component, and that component is BIND, B-I-N-D. What happens is the liver dumps bile overnight when you're sleeping, which is great. The liver is very active, and all those toxins are bound with the bile. Bile is beautiful. So when you take BIND before bed, and I'm saying a lot of B words here, 
what happens is the bind is going to act as a catcher's mitt to catch all those toxins, take it out of the body, put it into the toilet the next morning. So this is a great system. If you want to learn more about where to get this fasting trio, head over to ketocampsupplements.com, type in fasting trio, and it will pop right up. I also recommend when you are eating during your eating window to have foods that stimulate healthy bile production, which will help the removal of these toxins. So coffee is one of them. So if you're drinking coffee, definitely make sure it's organic. Head over to ketocampcoffee.com and get Purity Coffee, which is my favorite. If you use KetoCamp, you'll get 10% off. I also like arugula, ginger, dark chocolate, cranberries. These are all things to have during your eating window to help stimulate healthy bile to remove those toxins so you don't feel like crap when you're fasting. So that was the number three tip. I have a few more to go. Number four is the fact that when you do eat, you don't feast. That's a big mistake because we're meant for feast, famine, cycles. You want to remind the body when you are eating that you are not starving. You want to feast on that meal. You want to have protein and fat, and I should say healthy protein, healthy fat during that meal. Remind the body that it's not starving. Don't allow the body to slow down the metabolism. Keep the fat-burning benefits going. I see so many people who begin fasting and then they eat like a little bird during their eating window. We don't want that. Our cells, our DNA, it's hardwired for feast-famine cycles. So we fast, we don't eat. And then we eat, we feast. Follow these principles and your body will continue to give you the results that you want. I promise that. The fifth and final mistake I see people make with intermittent fasting is going to be the fact that they are fasting too much. Look, too much of a good thing turns out to be a bad thing. I love fasting and I'm guilty of doing this in the past, too much fasting. I talked about autophagy earlier on. I'm going to break down the two main pathways the human body has. The human body has these two pathways. Number one, you have mTOR. mTOR stands for mechanistic target of rapamycin. I want you to think of mTOR as growth, as bodybuilders, as Arnold Schwarzenegger. When you eat protein, when you eat carbohydrates, when you eat food, you are stimulating this pathway. You're stimulating a pathway called AMPK, which then stimulates this growth pathway called mTOR. mTOR is not the bad guy unless you are always stimulating mTOR. To give you an example of how it could be a bad thing, look at bodybuilders. Bodybuilders, the average bodybuilder dies 12 years younger than the average person because they're always in a constant state of mTOR. They're eating every two to three hours, they're eating high protein diets, and they're developing disease. On the flip side of mTOR, we have autophagy. The definition of autophagy literally means eat thyself. The body is so stinking smart, the body is so sophisticated, it has this innate intelligence that when you're not eating food, this switch is turned on called autophagy, and your body's seeking out damaged cells, damaged protein, damaged mitochondria, and it's using that for fuel first. Think of Pac-Man going through your body, into your cells, cleaning out your cells. I call him intracellular Pac-Man, and he's helping you out. He's preventing disease. He's getting rid of precancerous cells that might be cancerous. So the way I, I describe it is think of this ship going through the Atlantic Ocean with 100 passengers, let's say. And now they're entering this storm and they're taking on all this water and they're starting to sink. So I'm going to relate that to fasting. Fasting is a stressor to the body. So the body is so smart. Well, let's go back to the ship analogy. What is the captain of the ship 
the crew going to order all the crew members to do as they're taking on water during the storm? He's going to say, hey, let's seek out all of the unimportant cargo on this ship. Let's throw it off the ship and let's get through this storm. Your body's doing the same thing. It's looking for unimportant cargo and getting rid of it through this process called autophagy. Now, you might be wondering, then how is too much fasting a bad thing? Autophagy sounds amazing. Give me all the autophagy. Look, when you do too much fasting and get too much autophagy, it's too catabolic. Your body, when it's done using the bad stuff for fuel, it'll start eating the good stuff for fuel, the good protein. You're going to lose muscle mass, and we don't want that because muscle is also a longevity organ. So we want to make sure we follow, and there's an art to this balance here of feast famine, mTOR autophagy. This is what I teach in the Keto Camp Academy. I have sections, videos, 100 plus videos designed to teach you how to master this. There is an art to this. So you don't want to do too much fasting. You don't want to be too much feasting. You want a proper balance of the two, and that's the art of this all. So I broke down five reasons why people struggle with intermittent fasting and the mistakes they're making and what to do about it. I have a bonus tip for you here. Actually, before I get to that bonus tip, there is a special consideration for women who are doing fasting, women who have their monthly cycle. And that consideration is this. The week leading up to your monthly period is the week that you should not practice fasting, not practice keto, because this is when we want to stimulate healthy amounts of insulin to get these hormonal conversions to help with that monthly cycle. So I teach this as well in the Keto Camp Academy. I just thought of it right now, and I wanted to give you that bonus tip. So I have an additional bonus tip for you, and this might come as a surprise, but here's the deal. The final thing I'm going to share with you, and the last mistake I see people make, is when they break their fast, they're breaking it the wrong way. They're breaking it with the wrong combination of macros. The best way to break your fast is with the combination of protein and fat. The worst way to break your fast is with a combination of fat and carbohydrates. To give you an example, when you eat fat and carbohydrates at the same time when you're breaking your fast, when you break a fast, your hormones are already sensitive. So you have the carbohydrates, you raise glucose, and then the hormone insulin does a really great job at going to your cells, bringing that blood sugar, unlocking your cells, and allowing the glucose to go into the cell. This is great, but when you have fat along with it, the fat follows with it, goes into the cell, all of a sudden, it's harder to lose weight. So we wanna make sure we're not breaking the fast with fat and carbohydrates. We're having protein and fat instead. So a keto smoothie, by the way, I have a keto smoothie recipe book in the Keto Camp Academy, is ideal. Uh, eggs with avocados or a piece of steak cooked in some healthy avocado oil is a great option for you. So make sure you break the fast the right way. Teach your body how to fast and feast the right way, and you're going to get all the amazing results of intermittent fasting. Look, I just gave you a whole bunch of information. You might have to watch this over and over and over again to let it sink in. I have all of this structured for you in 100 plus videos, $600 worth of meal plans, and a monthly coaching call with me in the Keto Camp Academy. I want to give you a seven-day trial to try out the Keto Camp Academy, no charge whatsoever. Get access to this online program. I want to show you the way. I want to show you how to use keto the right way, how to use fasting the right way. We also have a section on fitness, self-development, sleep, exclusive interviews, and so much more. Head over to ketocampacademy.com, 
learn more, get signed up for a free seven-day trial, and I'll see you in the academy. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Again, if this has been helpful for you, please leave it rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a big difference. Check out the Keto Camp Academy, ketocampacademy.com for a free seven-day trial. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast recording, head over to youtube.com slash ketocamp and subscribe to the Keto Camp YouTube channel. If you have not claimed my 12-page Keto Kickstarts guide, it is a free ebook designed to teach you how to start fasting, start keto, and it's a great template for you. It also has a simple grocery shopping guide in there for you. Head over to KetoKickStartsGuide.com. Claim that book for free. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me here on the Keto Camp Podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.